Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Recorded live.
Okay, I hadn't seen it. Good morning, everyone. Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. I thank you, Father, for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. 
Father, we just thank you for this this opportunity. We thank you for this line, Father, that gives us a an additional place to come to to fellowship and to share and to learn in your word. Father, as we are celebrating the Easter holiday, we just take a moment to to welcome the CME members that are coming to church across the land this, this day, praying that they will hear something that will help them in their walk with you, Father. Father, we are taking a moment to to recognize those that are less fortunate than ourselves, those that, that may not know you, Father, that are, that are struggling to get to know you, and praying that there is someone that is planting a seed in them that will help them, Father, to get to know you better. Father, we just thank you for all that we have, all that we will have. We thank you for our loved ones who are safe, we pray for, for the children who need constant guidance, Father, not only from us but mostly from you. We thank you, Father, for the protection that you have given us, and we thank you, Father, for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We started our service this morning with praise and worship through song, followed by the opening prayer. When I conclude the announcements, Brother Sam will give us the word, and the service will conclude with Brother Sam conducting prayer requests. I would like to thank everyone for joining us this morning and ask that you put your phones on mute to eliminate any background noise from disrupting the service. Thank you. All are welcome to call in to the Prayer Shift in Ministries morning prayer call which is every morning, Tuesday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time at 724-444-7444. The call ID is 126976, and then select one for guests. Again, that is Tuesday through Friday at 6 a.m. The number is 724-444-7444. The call ID is 126976, and then select one for guests. The Bible study on Mondays, has currently been um, halted, and I will let you know when that resumes. You can also listen in on your computer. Go to TalkShoe.com, enter the same call ID, 126976, then click on the pink square in the middle of the screen that says the call is in progress. Click to listen. Again, that is TalkShoe, T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E.com. The call ID, 126976. Then click on the pink square in the middle of the screen that says the call is in progress. Click to listen. You can also listen to previous day's prayer calls. If you scroll down, they are listed by date, starting with the most current. There will be a prophetic call held on the first Saturday of each month at 7 p.m. at 724-444-7444. The user code is 145000. The April call will be this coming Saturday, April 7th. Again, that is a prophetic call on the first Saturday of the month at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. The number is 724-444-7444. The code is 145-000. The April call will be this coming up Saturday, April 7th. We ask that you continue to keep watching it in your prayers, and we ask that you continue to keep Sister Donna on your prayer list who has been diagnosed with multiple myeloma. May God continue to bless all on our prayer list with the strength needed to make it through their journey. During the word and prayer request, 
please refrain from individual conversations and prayer shout-outs, even if it is for Brother Sam. Although greatly appreciated, they disrupt the service. The prayer call mentioned above is a better form as it is more informal. Thank you for your cooperation. And let us continue to pray for our young people. So many are lost and misdirected. They are under attack and need prayer like never before. Start with the ones closest to you and then extend your prayer to those who have no one to pray for them. The day is today and the time is definitely now. Trauma Center's Church would like to wish everyone a blessed and happy Easter. This concludes this week's announcements. Brother Sam? Mm, you know, I switched phones. Showing a piece of ham. So hold on. Okay, don't come back. I am back. All right, Lord. Bosque de com bosque de com rasque de com bosque de com bosque de andando de com se de 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 com boco ho. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Harum bosque de com. Interesting. God, I'm gonna be asked that you set the atmosphere. I'm gonna ask that you set. The atmosphere. Mm, yes, that's very, very important. Because the word that is going to be delivered today has to be, the atmosphere has to be mm, just right. You won't be able to receive what God is trying to show you unless your atmosphere is right. The atmosphere of your surroundings. The atmosphere of your heart. Mm, mm, mm. So, Father God, I'm just asked right now, Shedrachon, that you begin to orchestrate, remove whatever needs to be done. As you're setting the atmospheric conditions in the spiritual reality exactly where they need to be so we can hear from you today, Lord. I'm going to ask that you just begin to pray. Pray in the spirit. I'm gonna ask you to begin to begin to open up your heart, your heart, and to God right now. I'm gonna ask that you just begin to share to reach out, to reach out, to reach out, and let God come in. Let God enter in. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Father, for the spirit. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for the move, because mm. mm. today we're going to address some hurts. We're going to address some wounds. We're going to get into some of the whys. Today we're going to begin to begin to stir some things up. Today is moving day. Today is moving day. 
God is going to do some shiftings in your life. Some of the revelations of the anointing of the Holy Spirit are going to begin to unveil to you some of the whys, who, what, when, where, and why of our lives. God today is going to begin to see what, I, what I'm hearing from God. I got to get rid of some of this garbage to take you to this next level. See, 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 I got to get rid of some of these things that are holding you down, some of these weights. They're not designed to go to the next level, but you're trying to take them because of your lack of understanding. What God says, today I'm going to give you some understanding. Today I'm going to give you some understanding, some revelation. And then you can make a choice. To choose to obey and follow me or stay where you're at. If you want to stay where you're at, I will allow you. It won't be my perfect will for your life, but I can't violate your will, your choice, so I'm going to let you stay there. But as you begin, as my word begins to unfold inside of your spirit, mm, mm, mm. as my word begins to unfold inside of your heart, excuse me. As my word begins to unfold inside of your heart, you'll make a choice to say, I'm ready, God. I'll go up to the next level. I'll do that what you desire me to do. I won't let life hold me down. I won't let me hold me down. Because so often, I'm the one that's in the way. So often, I'm the reason why things have not shifted, things have not moved. I want to blame somebody, something else, but Lord, it's me. So today, Father God, I'm going to pray just a little while longer. A little while longer, Father. As you are setting the atmospheric conditions, as you're removing the hardness from my hearts, the scales from my eyes, the wax from my ears, so that we can receive those things that you want us to hear, Father. Yanda to go say this God. So Holy Spirit, Yasandros Kiragumbu Sarayandiki, yes. Ah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Release. Release Shokosandras Kiragumbu Release Shandros Kirikandaka. Release Sandros Kirikumbaka. As the word goes forth. As the anointing and the power of God goes forth, just begin to receive that which he wants you to have. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. I think today's lesson is going to be very, very interesting because it's been interesting all morning long. And that's about the best way that I can say this. All morning long. When he first hit me this morning, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of tell you how it evolved. When he first, well, I was kind of thinking about my situation and my circumstances. And I was like, Lord, I don't know how this is going to happen, but Jesus, by somehow, some way, I'm going to get that building done, Lord. I don't know how. You know, see, when you look at life so often, the things that are in front of us just are so big. And it's like you take that step, you get ready to take that step, and you got, you got, you're trying to pull your foot 
out of quicksand and, and, or, or heavy mud that's up to your knees only so you can take another step into another thing of quicksand. But if you don't move, you're going to go down. So you're struggling to take one foot out of quicksand. Because, see, you see the dry land in front of you. And you see that, that's where I got to go. But this quicksand is bogging me down, and I, but I got to struggle. So I'm struggling, and I'm struggling, and I'm struggling. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know, somehow I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And he started talking to me about faith. I'm like, hmm. He started ministering to me about faith, and I was like, hmm. Then I said, wait a minute, that might be what we're going to talk about today. That might be what we're going to talk about today. So I'm I'm not going to give you the chapter which blew my mind when I was reading. I'm going to start right here for right now because everybody's familiar with Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith. We often break down the definition of faith in a simplistic version. It means believing in something that has not yet occurred. Faith means I'm trusting and believing that what I am setting out to do will happen. If it's faith that I'm going to get from one side of the street to the other side, I'm believing it will happen. If it's faith that I'm going to sit down in this chair and this chair will support me, I'm believing that it happens. So I'm believing for something to happen that has not yet occurred. That's the simplistic version of faith. And on the flip side of the coin, fear. Believing in something that has not yet occurred. Oh, oh, man, man, I can't sit in that chair. Look at that leg. I'm going to fall apart. Man, I can't go across that street. I'm going to get hit by a car. Man, I can't do that. It ain't occurred yet, but we're caught up in our head. And, well, you know what, let's get, let's get, sometimes it's worse than our head. Sometimes fear is bound in our spirit. And we got that, why I can't do this, itis. So faith and fear, the definitions are the same, but where they emanate, the domains are different. Whereas fear is coming from that of the demonic region, faith is coming from the heavenly region, the heavenly region. So, 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 I mean, that's the basic definition of faith. So in faith, we're striving for something to happen. We're believing whether we're putting our trust in God, whether we're putting our trust in man, putting trust in ourselves, whether we're putting trust in the political system, the economic system. We're believing that something's going to happen that has not yet occurred. And we make a decision about where we put our trust at. Wow. Oh, Father God, already. We, we, we just going somewhere. And I ain't, look, and I ain't even got to the one that blew, well, it blew me off my feet. It might not blow you off yours, but it blew me off my feet. So faith is we're believing we're, and we're walking, we're fighting, we're striving to do, to accomplish, or to become something or somebody because there's a belief factor. Whether it's that you believe you're going to go from the fourth to the fifth grade. My daughter believes she's going to get her architectural degree. And she's going to go out there and make a million plus dollars. Because she got, she got high taste, people, you know. So I can't support her. But that's faith. That's what we're striving for. And the components of faith. When I was thinking about faith, because I said fear comes from one region. 
Faith comes from another region. So let's talk about fear. If I want to stay fearful, I can get caught up in the, I'm going to get hit. I don't have. I'm not ready. If it's where fear comes, I can give you a million and one reasons, excuses, or, 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 or things that why I cannot accomplish that which needs to be done. And, and so then I'll sit and I even uh, see, even if I'm going to sit and plan and plan and plan and plan and plan, I got to get prepared. I ain't ready. That that's fear, people. That's fear. I'm not. I'm not saying don't prepare. I'm not saying that. But when you're preparing, preparing, and you're never moving and doing, that's fear, people. Faith, where the God says faith without works is dead. So that means there's an action behind faith. Faith is not just the now. It's an action according to the word of God. Because if you're just believing but not doing, then the Lord says, well, okay, you got, oh, oh wow, this is a revelation. You got faith. But see, that's worldly faith because you're not acting out upon it. But faith, according to my word, it means you're doing something. And see, why is that dead? Because see, if it's carnal faith, then it's not a spiritual faith and it's dead to God. Come on now. That's why he said faith without works is dead. That was a revelation to me right now. Father, I just got to praise you right now. Because see, when you begin to understand spiritual and carnal, you begin to even spiritual prayers and carnal prayers, fleshly actions and spiritual actions, you got to recognize there's a difference according to God. According to God. So he's saying if you're not moving out and doing those things that I called you to do and you're sitting down believing you have carnal faith, which as far as I'm concerned, I'm not hearing your prayers because you're really not doing anything. It's vapors to him. So he's saying get up and move. So now we're either walking in faith or we're walking in fear. But we're going to talk about the faith region, the faith aspect. Because in order to walk in faith, there's things you have to do. you got to feed your faith. Because if you don't feed it, it's going to diminish. You're going to be attacked. Your mind's going to wonder. Things are going to occur that, that, that will stop you, that will block you, that will say, oh, Lord, no, I can't. So you have to begin to focus. Come on now. You got to feed your faith. You got to focus. You got to learn. My people perish without knowledge. For my people perish for lack of knowledge. That means you got to learn to study to show thyself approved. These are things that God is saying. If you will do these things, you'll build your faith, you'll edify yourself up, and you'll grow. And then you'll be able to withstand the attacks of the enemy because he's coming against you. Your own head will come against you because it, that's why he tells you gotta you gotta keep your mind because you'll be wondering and it starts to wonder and thinking of what I can't do or what's gonna happen or what I don't have. God says I need you to get up and move. And you say, really, Lord? Okay, I gotta get personal now, cause see, cause see, y'all ain't really receiving what I'm talking about right now. And, and see, I, I gotta bring it to you. Mark, I'm going to take every doggone thing from me, and I want you to go to start a church. Really? Yeah, that's what I want you to do. And then God goes on, and you stand there. Okay. Sam, I want you to go work on this building, and every little dime you got, you're going to put in there as it trickles in. You see, as a matter of fact, I'm going to want you to begin to count up the cost of what it takes to do this. So you already know you're looking at around fifty to $100,000, which you don't have. 
and, and now they're freezing your money up there. And you ain't even, because you got to go here and work in this place that owes you all this money that's not paying you. And you got to trust them to pay you. But if you don't go to work, then, then you can't get any money. So now I got to go to a place and work that's not really paying me, trusting that they're going to pay me. And I got to show up, but then I still got to have time to go work on this building because it ain't getting done by me sitting there and believing it's going to get done. Come on now. So, okay, Lord, let me let me go into your spirit to see how to do this. Well, at this time, this schedule, I just go here. I put so many hours a day. Put so many hours a day. I do all that I can. Four hours a day. Four hours a day. Oh, I can get away early. Six hours a day. And I just keep focused on what I need to do and taking the steps. I don't get caught up in what I don't have, what's not going on. I have to keep my gaze fixed upon the master and just be diligent and perseverance and taking one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. And then what happens is, oh, I got something accomplished. Because, see, too often we're looking at the big picture. We're looking at it all, and that's why we say I'm not ready. But God said, son, you fix your gaze upon me, and you come and connect with me, and you will walk on the water. Come on now. Come on, Peter. Get up out of that boat. See, he's telling some of you all right now to get up out of your fear, doubt, and unbelief, and to begin to walk at his command, and he will fulfill the word and the promises that he's spoken to your life. Oh, I feel it right now. I ain't even got to where I'm going. So right now, you got to feed your faith. You got to focus. You got to stand on his word. You got to learn about his word. Those are things that need to be done that will build your faith. That will enable you to do those things that he's called you to do. Wow. That's a beautiful thing, Lord. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I can see it now. I might be scared, but I'm going to begin to read your word. My mind might be troubled. I'm going to begin to confess and speak peace. I'm going to begin to watch the negativity that I say out of my mouth. I might even have to change my environment, my friends. I might have to alter things so that I can make sure that I stay girded and built up in faith. I might have to let you, Lord, wreck my life so that I can have true life. Because, see, my life was built upon false hopes, my dreams and ideologies. My life was built upon facades of who I thought I was or thought, who I thought I was supposed to be doing. But it was not built upon the purposes and plans of God. Oh, Father God, my life was built upon all these dreams that, uh, according to the world, according to my own self, but it was not according to who you called me to be. And you had to wreck my world mm, to build your kingdom. You had, had to had demolish my world to establish your kingdom so now we can go forth to do those things you called me to do. Mm. Building your faith. Edifying you up. Keeping you up connected to God so that you can walk on water. So those are some aspects that God has said about what you can do to walk in faith, to be a man or woman of faith, to do those things that he called you to do. But <clears throat> for those who have the Bible, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I got to go here right now. Because God wrecked me this morning, people. 
God wrecked me. You know, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm I'm seeing this faith thing. All right, all right. You know, my, let, let, let me sit down and you know, my my process is to sit down and start eating on His Word. So a lot of times I'm not even really focusing on trying. I'll just I'll just because see my process. This is Samuel. See, probably the second's process. I'll open the Bible, start reading the Word, and then that starts to feed my spirit. See, that's feeding my faith. And then he begins to direct my steps. So this morning, when I sat down and opened the Bible, it was on Genesis chapter 22. And I, opened, I started to change. And I was like, eh, or whatever, you know, because I'm just going to read. <laughs> so for those who have Genesis chapter 22, I want you to turn. <laughs> yeah. And it says, chapter 22 and 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, he said, behold, here I am. Abraham, and he said, behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I tell thee of. That's verses 1 and 2. We've heard the story about Abraham, Isaac, offering up his son as a sacrifice. You know, and that was that was a I forget the correct term, but it had to be done because that's the same thing that Jesus was gonna be our sacrifice to save us. Abraham didn't know it then, but see a lot of things that God has us doing, we don't need to know, we just need to be obedient. We just need to be obedient. But see that's that's another thing that gets us stuck because we're trying to we're trying to be God. We're trying to figure out well why I gotta do this. Don't you know this is my only son? All that I went through and Lord and I gotta see this again, that's that hedge and that's also the enemy attacking us. But I'm gonna reread this how it hit me this morning. What stopped me in my tracks. Cause I knew of the story, as all of us have. You know, hopefully all of us have at least heard at least once, you know. So I was kind of familiar with what was about to happen and what had occurred. But I'm going to read it how it hit me this morning. And it came to pass after these things. That's what stopped me right there. After these things. Because I started, wait a minute, Lord. These things... Whoa, 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 whoa. After I had been through trials and tribulations, after these things that God did tempt Abraham. Woo, Father God, hold up now. Hold up now. Hold up now. After I have been through, God says, son, I still got another test for you. I, le I, I was done. I was done. Said, said, son, I know that you have so far so good. You've been proving your way. You've been walking the court. You've been doing that what I've been training and getting you to go. But, son, I got another test that I need you to take. Come on now. Son, I need you to take. Oh, and I had to stop right there because it broke me because I began to re reflect about my struggles. And I'm talking about, Lord, I'm looking at the building. And I'm looking out. And after these things, son, I got one more test for you. Come on now. 
I got another step for you to take in me. And so no hope. So let me let me let me come back here. I got to go back here, because I had to go and look this up. What are these things that Abraham went to, went through? So I'm gonna go to chapter twelve. See, we're in chapter twenty-two. I'm gonna just touch on it. But in chapter twelve, God first comes to Abram, and He tells him, "I'm gonna make thee into a great and mighty nation. I need you to get up and leave your people." Get up and leave your country. You trust me and step out on what I'm telling you to do, and I'm going to bless you, Abraham, and make you into a great and mighty nation. That was, that was great. God comes into our life, and he tells us what he's going to do, and we get empowered, and we step out, and we're believing, and we're trusting. And a lot of times, people, that's very emotional to us because we're young. We don't understand that then. God's got, see, this is what process comes in. And God knows he has to grow us up to that point. I think they hit somebody right there. God knew that. I See, I told you these promises back then, but see, I had to put that seed inside of you so that seed could begin to grow, so I can begin to walk you into the promises that I have spoken into your life. So first in chapter 12, Abraham and God met, and God spoke some promises to him. Get up out your country, leave your kindred behind, and I'm going to make thee into a great and mighty nation. So then Abram, his wife, and Lot. Nah, see, that's mistake number one. But see, that's what we do when we're not fully developed. Well, Lord, I'm leaving my country. I'm taking my wife, but I'm going to take my nephew too. <laughs> he said leave his kindred behind. And that's just showing how, how see, see, see why God is showing we're not ready, why God has grown, because, see, we're still, okay, well, Lord, I'm still, I'm going to do what you said. I'm just going to critique it a little bit. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take Lot with me. Lot needs my help, and I like Lot. We get along well. God already knew this was going to happen because we do it. Oh, 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 did I just touch on somebody? Because we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you especially begin to understand spirit, soul, and body, there's a lot of carnality in our spiritual walk that God allows, and he's going to get up, get it up out of us, people. Come on now. So, so now Abram, his wife, and Lot, they leave the country. And so what's one of the first encounters after that? They come and they meet a pharaoh. And Abram, oh, Lord, my wife is beautiful. They're going to try to get her. And what happens? His wife is beautiful, so the Pharaoh took her and had a dream. He said, Oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh, oh. God spoke to that Pharaoh. And, and gave and he said, Wait, wait, you didn't tell me his wife. Actually it was like his his sister, so he was like half lying, half truth. Because it was I think his father's sister, if I'm correct. But Pharaoh, he encountered Pharaoh, Pharaoh tried to take his wife. And he gave her back because he was scared because God spoke to him in dreams. So what does that tell you? As you walk out in your destiny, God will protect and cover you, even though you're in enemy territory. As you're walking out being obedient to God, and you're walking in unfamiliar and enemy territory, and the enemy may attack you, you're still covered by God. So you've got to walk and be wise and listen to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So... <clears throat> Pharaoh returned his wife. Then Abram and Lot split apart because they both had grown, but the land was not enough to support both of them. So Abram said, I tell you what, because I, I, I love you, nephew, 
I love you. I don't want no quarrels between us. So I'm going to let you choose where you want to go. This land is more than enough. So you pick, it's just like you pick where you want to go, and I'll go the opposite way. So Lot looked up, and he saw Sodom and Gomorrah. It looked beautiful to him. That's where he went, and Abram went to the land of Canaan. Now, we all know what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah, and that's what happens so often when we live with what we see, but not what but the voice of God tells us to do. Woo, Father, I hope you all taking some notes today, because, see, this is some meat. This is a buffet. This is that one rib content. Oh, oh did I say that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm sorry. So Abram and Lot split apart. Abram goes to Canaan. Lot goes to Sodom and Gomorrah. <clears throat> what happens when, with Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah? They get attacked. Lot gets captured. Now Abram has to go and rescue Lot. So Abram gets all his two, all his boys together, and they go rescue Lot from the king of Elam. And out of that meeting, they meet Melchizedek. So Abram's going through things, and all of these things are steps that God is bringing to establish and building his faith. Remember, the first thing he said, I'm going to make you a great and mighty nation. At this point, he's not that man who's that great and mighty nation. At this point, he's still walking partial and carnality because, okay, Lord, you told me to leave with all my kindred, but I'm going to take my nephew. So he's not totally there yet, but he's walking it out. And that's what we do. We got to walk it out and look to God, trust God, and he will begin to perfect all things that concern of us. Come on now. Who should have gone bosque on desk or gone bosque de cada? Father, I just got to give you a praise right now. Because, see, right now, that's what some of us are doing as we're taking these steps, as we're doing these things. God is perfecting us. He's tweaking us. But we got to go through the battle. We can't get stopped by life. We can't turn around. We got to seek his face and take those steps and let him begin to transform and grow us up and make us into whom he called us to be. Because remember, God spoke that to Abram. He said, I'm going to make you into a great and mighty nation. Abram wasn't trying to do it by himself. He didn't even want this sign. God chose him, and he said yes. Oh, Father God. So now God had put him in his boot camp training. But see, this is the thing that we miss. When we think if something's going to happen, we're looking for it to manifest almost immediately. And it doesn't. We get discouraged. We get disheartened. Well, God, I tried. I stepped out, Lord. I did it. I even did it for two whole years. And we turn around. I'm going to just keep stepping out right now. So Abram goes and rescues Lot. In chapter 15, God comes to Abram again. And he makes more promises to him. re I'm still going to bless you, man. You, you, you're doing this. I'm still going to do that which I called you to do. I'm going to make it to that great and mighty nation that I called you to be. You just got to continue to walk in me. See, God had to come back and strengthen, and, and he had to tend that garden. See, that seed was growing. That seed was becoming and something. And God said, I, I got to go, gotta go water it a little bit. I got to go get some weeds out because I got to make this seed grow into this great and mighty tree that I called it to be. So he came down, and he spent some more time with Abram. I ain't forgot what I told you. I'm going to do this in your life. He communed with Abram, and they met, and God reiterated his promises to him. That's in chapter 15. 
then God and Abraham have a talk. And Abraham says, wait a minute, hold on. You know, I'm going to be this man in this great mighty nation, but it's a problem. How can I be a father when I ain't got no child? <laughs> now, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that do seem kind of odd. Oh, wait. I'm going to be a father of many nations, but, Lord, I'm childless. Not only am I childless, I think he was like 99. He was, in, he was old. He was old when God first came and told him this promises. Now he's older. You know, I, I, I know you got, I know you got it, but I, I kind of see a little, 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 little plan, little problem in your, in your, in your plan. Uh, I'm about to go there a little bit. You know, Lord, uh, 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 you know, in order, I ain't got no child. You know, that little member of mine, he don't work quite like he used to, Lord. <laughs> and and my wife, <laughs> well, she was she was barren when I got her, and Lord, she ain't she she ain't moist no more. So, <laughs> Father God, I, 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 <laughs> it's it's still kind of a problem, Lord. I mean, I, I ain't questioning you, God, now, but uh, what I'm seeing inside of me, it ain't gonna happen. I mean, again, natural, supernatural. Who are we going to believe? Who are we going to trust? See, when we're reading this story, we go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're living <laughs> this story, oh, Jesus. Oh, Father God. When you're living this story, when you're living in lack, hurt, pain, and you're struggling to do and to become, and the battles of life just keep confronting you, your phone keeps ringing, people come knocking on your door, people taking pictures, you're going back and forth to court, and you saying, Lord, I'm going to do what? <laughs> I'm going to win. Win, Daddy God. See, that's what he, see, see, Abraham had that third leg who was just waving in the wind and wasn't going nowhere. You know, see, when you're young that day, hey, I'm here. Now you got all this just waving, hey, like an elephant's trunk. It ain't getting no high. <laughs> and he said, it ain't, it, ain't, it ain't getting no high. And hers ain't getting no moisture. But anyway, God, I'm going to leave it alone. Now, I'm making light of it. You know, so we could, but I'm making it so that you can relate. But I also need you to understand. He was dealing with that. We're dealing with our own deadness in our situations and circumstances. We're dealing with our own heartbreak, wounds, hurts, pain. We're dealing with that, and we're still trying to be that man and woman of God. We're striving to achieve those things that God has ordained for us to do. We're looking at those dead bones and saying, Lord, you, i got to tell them to live again and go out one more time and do this one more time. And he says yes. So Abram and God talk about him not having a child. Now, here we go. What did I say about that carnality again? Now, Sari, she said, I got this. Here, here, here. You go ahead, take, 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 take this woman. Take this woman and, and, and go have a son. So evidently, something must have happened because that dead member of Abraham, Abraham's all of a sudden started coming to life. Mm. And we're going to take it upon ourselves to fix it, to establish it, to do that which God has called us to do. Oh, Jesus. Yup, yup. See, see, God has given us a plan, a purpose, and a direction. But we got to do it at the time and in the way and in the manner that he has ordained for it to be done. 
But what do we do in our understanding and our and our carnality? We begin to well, it ain't happened, so let me do it for you. And here comes Ishmael. So the, the promises have started working because if it was not working, Abraham would not have been able to father a child. So, see, that's what happens in a lot of our lives. God's plan is working in our life, but when we perceive it not to work quick enough, we're going to begin to just take it over. Carnality and spirituality walking together, people. Again, but God's got to get this up. That's why he's perfecting all things that concern of us. But it's a process. It's a process. So Sarah takes it in her own hands, and she goes, and she gives him Hagar. Now, from there we go at 99. God comes to Abram and says, okay, son, you've been doing this thing. I'm now going to call you Abraham. That means he's finally gotten to a certain point in spiritual maturity. And your wife, Sari, will no longer be called Sari, but Sarah. Now, that woman that's attached to you, you both now together. Now, I am transforming your names because now you have grown and matured enough so that now you can begin to go forth to do that which I called you to do. All that other stuff was just to get you to this point. <laughs> All the things was to grow you up, to get you to this point that I can now say you have arrived. I can change your name, no longer being called Abram, but Abraham, a father of many nations. This was years, mistakes, carnality, but progression, stepping, moving, moving, trusting, seeking, stepping, moving, moving, trusting, seeking, and letting God perfect and grow you up. So now he's finally gotten at a point where God says, hey, your name is Abraham from this point on, and she should be called Sarah. Wow. That's a 99. Again, God and Abraham comes in again. All right, Abraham. See, now, when you get to a certain level, God starts talking to you differently. <laughs> God starts dealing with you differently. Abraham, okay, let me, tell you, let me tell you something. That child that you have is not the child of the promise. See, that child is what you did in you. I'm going to bless him. But I got a certain path that I need to do, so you're going to have another child through that woman of God now named Sarah. That's what I'm, see, that's my covenant. That's the path that I'm going to do. So Ishmael shall be blessed, but there's a promise that I must do for my covenant purposes, and you will have a child through Sarah, your wife, and his name should be called Isaac. Wow. Now, I started this off about all these things, after these things, and I'm beginning to name you a list of things that have happened that grew him up to the point of the sacrifice of Isaac. So right now, God comes in, he tells them that you will have a son, and his name will be called Isaac, and he is the son of the promise. But now, if you can go to chapter 18, it's caught my attention this morning. Chapter 18, verses 10. 
I'm sorry, chapter 18, verses uh, 18 and 19. So now he told them, you don't have a child. And they had offered sacrifice. And actually, in this particular chapter, now God says, you know, because I just looked at what says Sarah laughed within herself, and I believe it was a year after that the child actually came. But if you go to verse 18, as um, God and Abraham and the angels were there, they say, 18 18, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Wait a minute. Let's go to 17. And the Lord says, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which is hard to do? They were getting ready to do something. They were having a spiritual meeting. They were getting ready to do something. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I shall do? Now, this is a thing. The Lord has faith in Abraham. Because what's the next words out of his mouth? Seeing that Abraham should surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth should be blessed in him. He had faith that Abraham was going to accomplish that which he called him to do. God has faith in you, people. Come on now. See, we talk about often us having faith in God. When you get to a certain point, when your name has been changed, when you've done a certain level of progression in God, God has faith in you because now you have proven yourself. So in this spiritual meeting, he said, hold up, wait a minute. Let's not exclude him. Let's pull him into what we're about to do. See, now what? I just tell you, that's why some of y'all prayer life is changing. And you don't even know why. Because God is pulling you into some of the spiritual meetings, some of the things that's going on, some of the movements in the heavenly. He's pulling you in, and he's having you moan, groan, intercede, speak in tongues, get into his word, because he's working. You're included in the heavenly meetings of the things that are going forth now. You were wondering why, why the intensity of your prayers were changing. You were wondering why, why, why all of a sudden you're waking up in the middle of the night. All of a sudden you, you, you find yourself praying and singing and moaning. I, let me tell you what the Lord had me do yesterday. And I just realized, really, Lord? Really? He said, I want you. Look, look I'm going to tell you to it just like it happened. I want you to begin to blow into the wind because you're going to cause movements to happen. Huh? You want me to what? I want you to begin to blow into the wind because you're going to have cause movements to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lord. You know what I did? I started speaking in tongues. What was I doing? I was doing a spiritual thing. <laughs> look, look, and I'm telling you like this because I want you to know we all do this. And I'm speaking in tongues. Yeah, I'm doing a spiritual That ain't what I told you to do. Oh, really, Lord. Now, Mark Gully's sitting over there. He don't know what I'm doing. But evidently, as I talked to him about it, the Lord has told him something, too. Because, okay, Lord, so I just started. I just started just being led by the Spirit, just blowing into the wind. And after I went through that, I mean, none of us, I mean, at this point, we both just be doing some interesting things. We kind of funny. We, we funny. We be working with each other. It's funny. I start speaking until he'll start speaking. It's just funny. We just, we just, it's just, hey, whatever God doing between us, hey, praise God, keep it moving. So, I mean, he didn't even, he didn't even flinch. You know, I, well, I'm crazy anyway. But after I finished blowing in the wind, then God told me, 
Now I want you to tell him what you were doing and why. Oh, really, Lord? Come on now, Jesus. Oh, God. You, I'm, so I finally started a conversation about something. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Let me just tell us, man. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, i like, really, Lord? Me, Samuel Farley, going to blow into the wind, and it's going to cause something to happen. And then when I had the foolishness enough to tell him, he goes, oh, yeah, I knew something was going on. And such. I said, here I go. And God was just confirming it. So now what am I saying? Here I am now reading today about that God included, called Abraham into some spiritual meetings about what they're going to do. Again, I need you to understand why your life, why your prayer life, why things are transforming, because God is now calling you to another level. God is now using you as an ambassador in this world to make things shift and move according to his heavenly plan. Mm-mm-mm. Seeing that Abraham should surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth should be blessed in him. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken to him. God had faith in Abraham. And I was like, Wow. If you keep reading, then it goes, God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. We all know the story about Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot got out of there by the the chinny-chin-chin of his hair. Now, Abraham's old wife, I'm not sure how old they were. Here they go again. Now, this time it's Abimelech. So evidently something's working. Because for this hundred, however old woman she was, almost a hundred, Abraham's scared that this king is going to take her because she's fair to look upon. So evidently, the pro, even though the prom, even though she had not yet bore a child, see, this is what we need to begin to focus on. We need to begin to see the hand of God moving. Because, again, she's fair to look upon. How many? Oh, I'm sorry. All right. I got to go there. I love my parents. But do they look like you want to see them in bathing suits? <laughs> you want to see them on the cover of the GQ magazine, you know, walking around? I love my dad, but it take him about 10 minutes to get from one side of the kitchen to the other. You know, so think of that. But Abraham's scared that this king is going to take his wife. So evidently the promises of God are working even though they have not fully manifested. And see, that's what we need to begin to focus on when we're, when we're struggling, when we're striving, when we're trying to do that which God called us to do. The promises of God are working. The promises of God are working because Abram, Abram uh, he um, had Ishmael before it was dead. Now it's a lie. So now the promises of God are working because she's fair to look upon. And Abimelech went to take her. God, spoke, God again intervened. The promises of God are working in your life, even though you have not yet fully obtained the fullness of what he said you were going to do or who he said you were going to become. But you do see his hand moving and working in your life. Again, the word is process. So Abimelech again went to take her and God intervened and said no. In chapter 21, Isaac is finally born. All of that. 
Isaac is finally born. The promise is finally here. After these things, do you see what all these things were in the life of Abraham? Now, I want you to think about your own life. (laughs) After these things, your own struggle, your trials, your tribulations, after these things, just to finally get to this one point that you finally have arrived All of those things are things that Abraham went through just to obtain the promise of God. Wow. After these things. Now, again, I want you to just be there for a moment. Because this is why it broke me down this morning. And I need you to kind of reflect upon your own. Because so often, Lord, we say, what else, Jesus? Lord, really? What's that? Lord, really? I I can't get rid of one thing. Here comes something else. I ain't got this done. Here comes something else. And you grow to the point where you quit talking about it and you go, or then you just start singing in the spell. Then you, like I said, the time that she called me about the roof, I started singing the Michael Jackson song. You know, as you're growing through the process from coming Abram to Abraham, you begin to learn spiritual matters and things so that you now begin to control your tongue, watch what you do, how you do these things. After these things, all that he went through to obtain the promise of God that God called him to do. Remember, God started him, I'm going to make you a great and mighty nation. Abraham was not praying to God about becoming a great and mighty nation. I'm sorry, Abram was not praying to God about becoming a great and mighty nation. God says, I have chosen you. I am going to make you into a great and mighty nation. And it's the same with you all. He has chosen you all, each and every one of you, a particular assignment that only you can do. But you got to go through the processes of humanity, trial, tribulation, and walking it out. Continue to press your way through to obtain the promise. But what got me was, once I got the promise... The Lord said, I got one more test for you. I need you to put that promise on the altar. That's what broke me down. That thing that you have struggled. Phew, shut up, going buck Fault. I, God, said that you need to go through another test. It wasn't the enemy this time. It wasn't your own foolishness this time. Oh, shut up. Oh, shut up. Ah! I got ding that you need to go through one more test for the thing that you have been fighting for for years. That's what I'm talking about. That's what hit me. After these things, Abraham trusted God. 
<laughs> Again, talking about that, as you learn and grow, <laughs> he didn't talk much. <laughs> you, you wonder why you start becoming a peculiar person because you quit talking so much. <laughs> you quit li- you, you You even begin to tune what you listen to and what you don't listen to because you recognize the spirituality components that make life work. He didn't talk much, but he was obedient. I trusted God to give it to me, so however it's going to work out, I got to trust God to bring it through. I'm not even, I'm not even going to back down. But what's funny, because remember in, in, in the 18th chapter, the Lord said, oh, the Lord had faith in Abraham. Come on now. But your faith has to be tried and tested. The Lord had faith in not only in Abraham that he was going to do it, but him and his household was going to do what needed to be done. And it still had to be tested. Mm-mm-mm. It still had to go onto the altar. People, I'm, I'm I'm getting ready to close this. But I just want you... I just want you to think about that as you're reflecting on why, Lord, because we all go, why, Lord? Really? Come on, Jesus. <sighs> Look at that. Ponder on that. Chew on that. Because you ain't no different from anybody else in that word. We recognize Abraham for being the father of many nations, but I need you to understand that he too went through hell and high water and carnality, but he too had to persevere and trust God in spite of himself, in spite of the reality. He too had to look into the supernatural, past the natural into the supernatural to inherit the promises of God. He had to walk it out just like you have to walk it out. Just like you got to walk it out. So what am I saying? I'm getting ready to close out, and we're going to have a, 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 a special speaker say something real, which is right in line with the word that went forth today. I just don't want you to quit. I want you to recognize that your struggle is real. I want you to recognize that God has not given up on you. Oh, Jesus. So please, don't give up on him or yourself. Now, if Ms. Lisa Butler is available, she's going to say something. I'm going on mute. Uh, Ms. Butler, are you available? Well... I can text her real quick. Because if not, we can go ahead and close out. But hopefully she'll come on. I will sing a song, but I don't want to mess up the message that you just went for. I mean, you know, my singing is such a beautiful thing. It might just take you into another realm. And I just want you to just kind of ponder on those words that were spoken. We appreciate the sacrifice that you're making. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you so very much. Well, Ms. Butler. Well, all righty then. I guess we won't have that. Well, I'll let the music play for a minute, and then we can get into uh, whatever else we're going to get into. Lisa, you ever make it on? Yes, I'm here. Okay. It's, your, it's on you, dear. Oh, you want me to share? I'm sorry I was driving. You want me to share what, what I told you this morning? Yep. Okay. Okay. So I apologize. I got GPS going at the same time. It's a lot going over here. But um, what I had shared this morning with Sam was my experience. Yes, well, when I got his text this morning that uh, stated what what the um, subject was going to be today, I just kind of went, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. Yesterday was Maya's birthday party, and at the birthday party, I'll make this quick, at the birthday party, at the place, they had a rope course, and the rope course, if any of you guys have ever done it, uh, most of the time, it's high up in the air, so, you know, you have some some feet up that it is, and, it's you know, they put this harness thing around you and, and this other thing that's supposed to keep you from falling, but it's really high up, and there's no handle, and they move, so, like, the little rope step things is different, I don't know, they're made different ways, but they, they're not stable, you know, they're not like steps that you will walk up the steps, they move. And uh, stuff is scary. And anybody who knows me knows that my biggest fear is height. I don't mess with it. I don't. I can't do it. It's it's, it's traumatizing and terrorizing for me. Uh, so to to be up high like that. And so what happened was Maya went up there. And she she was supposed to go with the rest of the kids that went. And she got up there. And Maya, see, now that I think about it, there's something I need to deal with with her, too. Um, this was a telltale time because Maya never used to be afraid of anything, ever. She would, she would I mean, she would be on the rides, like scary rides with the big kids and you know, she just was never afraid of anything. But yesterday when she went up there, she was like, whatever, man. She got all harnessed up. 
And she she wouldn't move. She wouldn't go. She would not go to the point where I I had paid for her, and, you know, I was irritated. And I said, well, I need you to move then so that I can take your harness and put it on because I paid for this, and I'm not wasting my money. So she came down. I put her stuff on. Now, I'm so worried about the money I didn't want to waste. It didn't even click that you're you're afraid of heights, and you're getting ready to go up here and do this course with no handles. The things are shaking. It's not steady. It's like waves. Um, I didn't count that cost, and I was sitting here complaining. Okay, didn't count the cost. So the man stri- you know, strapped me in and everything, put the thing on. I walk up there, and it, it was cool going up. When I got up there at the top, and I looked down, I said, oh, 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 no, 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 I'm sorry, miscalculation, miscalculation. We're not going to be doing this today. We are not going to do it like that. And I started to turn to go back down those steps. But what happened was I looked out, and everybody was watching. Everybody. So I had children, some of my students from my class, and you guys know how I rock and roll with my class and what I teach my students. Some of them were there, standing there, looking up, watching me, smiling. Like, they were like, that's my teacher. That's my teacher. I know she's going to do it. She ain't scared. She ain't scared. I was like, uh. My children were watching me. My family was watching me. Complete strangers were standing there watching me because I was this grown person up there. And they, I was, man, I was so scared. I could use the word afraid or I could use the word scared, but that doesn't do it justice. That doesn't even begin to explain the sheer terror that I felt when I was up there because I, I don't do height. I don't do it. I don't do it. I don't do it. And so I sat, I stood there. There were some people behind, there were some children behind me and a couple of grown people. They were behind me waiting for me to go. I just was too scared. I couldn't. So what I did was I said, you know what? I'm a little slow. Sometimes I tend to walk a little bit slow. So why don't you guys go in front of me? You know, you guys go in front of me. I don't want to slow you down. So I moved off to the side, hugging that pole. When I tell you I was holding on so tight to that pole, I was holding on so doggone tight to that pole. And I couldn't go. And everybody's like, come on, come on. Everybody's watching me. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. I wouldn't let go of the daggone pole. I was so scared. And finally, there was a female working to help, you know, just to put the harnesses on and stuff. And there was a male. Finally, the male looked up at me. He's a grown man. And he um, he said, you know what? Tell you what. He came up there. He said, this is how we're going to do it. He said, I'm not letting you go down. I'm not going to let you go back down. You're stronger than that. So we ain't going to do it like that. But I'm going to go in front of you. He said, I'm going to go in front of you, 
and I want you to mirror what I do. I said, okay. He said, everywhere I step, you step. Everything that I do, you do. Do exactly what you see me do. And don't look down. He said, don't look down. Keep your eyes on me, and we're going to get you across this day. And I said, okay, you know, whatever, man. And in my mind, I was like, I still ain't going, but okay. So he got in front of me. He got in front of me, and he took the step. I took the step, I was, but it took me a long time to make the step because I was still scared just because you were in front of me and you're saying do all this doesn't mean I'm not afraid still. So it took me a long time. I finally made the step. So he stepped on the one, I stepped on the one. He took another step, I took another step. He said, oh, I forgot. He said, take my hand. You're going to have to take my hand. Take my hand, hold my hand, and you'll be okay. I said, okay. All right. Take your hand. Fine. And so I took took his hand, and... um, Step by step by step, I did what he did. I was still scared. I was shaking. I was sweating, but I was still going. What I did not realize was that half because, okay, so I finally made it across, right? He coped me. I finally, I finally made it across. I finally made it. What I did not realize was that he had let go of my hand halfway across. So in my mind, he's keeping me steady. You know, he's keeping me steady. Um, I'm holding his hand, you know, all the way. I didn't realize that he had let go of my hand halfway across. He didn't even have my hand anymore. So halfway across there, I did the rest of the work. And all the while this is happening, and I don't, and I probably can't even, you know, paint an accurate picture of this whole scenario because it was just crazy. I mean, I was scared. The whole time, all my students are at the bottom saying, and they're looking up and they're like, you can do it. Ms. Bola, you have to do it. Because you always told us that you have to push through. You got to. They regurgitated every single thing I had ever taught them. It wasn't just my current students who were there. My past students were there. My new legacy students were there. All my new my new legacy babies were right there, watching everybody I had ever taught, 
mentor, not everybody, but all every student that was there, every child that was there was somebody who was under my tutelage at one point or another. And they all regurgitated back to me. And somebody said, you got to have faith, Peter. You got to have faith. Walk on the water. I said, ain't that a... I was like, well, I'm not there yet. I'm still working on it. I'm still on the boat. But the whole experience, it was so... Mm. Mm. It was such... A, it was so, it was, I don't even know how to work. It was such a rich experience because it included so many things. Facing fears, my biggest fear, I had to face it. Why did I have to face it? Because there were people who were watching me, who were throwing back up to me, who were regurgitating my words to me, things that I had taught them. And I would have looked crazy, real, real crazy if I had gone, and and that's what I was telling Sam, I was in the middle. So I was right in the middle, and I got terrified again. So I got halfway across. I was exactly right at the midpoint. So I turned around, and I said, oh, my first inclination, because this is what I do, my first inclination was to turn back and go backwards. I need to get off of here. I got to go back from where I started, right? And then I looked and I said, wait a minute. If I go back, because I'm exactly halfway through, if I go back, if I go back now, then it's the exact same distance as if I go forward and finish. But the difference is if I go back, I go back defeated. If I go backwards, then I go back and I could undo every single thing that I've ever taught these kids, and it could mess their minds up, and it could change the trajectory of the rest of their lives. It could affect their trust in me. It could affect their futures. I said if I go back, I go back unaccomplished. It would have all been for nothing, all the sweating, all the terror, the crying I wanted to do. This man who got up and, and helped me, and led me across it, everything would have been for nothing if I do that, if I turn around and go back. I said, so we're halfway there. So if we go forward, at least we will have accomplished our goal. At least it would have been worth it. At least this man's time would not have been wasted. At least these children will have, they'll even, they'll be even greater. They'll have even more hope, trust, faith than they did before because they watched their teacher, their leader, do the very same thing that she has been teaching them to because I, what happened was the roles flipped. The roles flipped. So the children weren't scared. I was scared that time. Normally it's me leading them. It's me leading them. I'm in, an, in that position. But this time I was in the position of vulnerability where I had to, produce, where I had to show up and show out, where I had to put my money where my mouth was, where I had to walk in everything that I had been teaching them. So the people at the bottom, everybody was looking. Notice I said not only my students, not only my family, but strangers were watching as well. These folks didn't know me. 
So now these other folks' children, these other adults are watching. Everybody's watching to see what I'm going to do. And that's when I realized, I said, no, 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 no. No, ma'am, this is not about you. Come on, spiritual eyes. I said, this is not about you. This is about all these other people who are going through things you don't know about, experiencing things you don't know about. Right now, these folks are watching you for reasons you don't even have any clue of and probably will never understand to a certain degree. You have to perform. You have to move. Step outside of yourself. Get over yourself and get it done. And that was the whole experience um, for me. Um, now when I when I finally finished it, the kids were like, I want to do it again. So now they wanted to go back and do it again. They were like, I feel better. I feel stronger this time. I'm going to do it again. So because they watched me overcome my fear, because notice I didn't say I hid the fact that I was afraid from them. I didn't have to hide the fact that I was afraid from them. It was okay to be scared. So they didn't give a care that I was scared. They wanted to know what I was going to do about it. They wanted to know if I was going to push through it. They wanted to know if I was going to get my mind right and still perform, even though one of them said, feel the fear and do it anyway, because that's what I taught them. Push through. You've got to push through. Even if you're scared, you've got to push through, because that's what I tell them every day. So faith, faith, I get it. Yet another experience, because God teaches through experience. Yeah, I mean, I can get up there in front of my classroom and I can talk all day. I can tell them how to solve a math problem. I can tell them how to uh, build a model of a cell. I can tell them how to find main idea in detail. But until I do it myself, that's why it's called I do, we do, you do. That's the way God does. God models. He gives us the word. He shows us. I do. That's where the teacher gives you the information. We do. That God works that. He incorporates that part too. We do. The we do part is um, you, you do it, but I know you're not quite ready to be let out on your own yet. You haven't quite reached that level yet. So, I'm going to give you some practice, but I'm going to stand over you as you do it. I'm going to monitor you. I'm going to see how well you do. I'm going to watch you to see how much you comprehend. I'm going to correct you on the spot immediately if I see that you are doing something incorrectly because I don't want you to keep doing it incorrectly. So I'm going to stand over you, and I'm going to take my red pen and write on their paper, and then we're going to go over it together, and we're going to review the the you do you that's the students, that's the large, that's the last piece. Once I see that you are at a point where you are reasonably confident and capable of doing this thing on your own, then I'm going to set you loose and let you do it. That's the way God works. See, that's what we need to understand about how the creator runs this universe. It's a big old classroom. It's a big classroom. And so once again, that's what he showed me yesterday. He's like, I did the I do for years with you. We did the we do. Show you, I'm going to stand over you. Now you do. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go, Peter. It's time to go, Gideon. It's time to go. I prepared you. Walk your butt across them doggone ropes because you have a harness on. 
the man had already told you. I told him to tell you that I'm, you can't fall. That man told me a thousand times, I'm not going to let you fall. You can't fall. Look at the harness. I'm not going to let you fall. You might slip. He said, you might slip a little bit. You're going to be scared. You might get shaky. You know, you might your legs might wobble a little bit, but you're not going to fall to your death because you're secured right here between me and this thing hanging up here, you're going to be okay. And so that would be um, my message just from my little corner of the woods over here today. I know that this, I know that this happened um, for a reason. It happened for a sharing. It happened for a teaching. It happened for me to give a word of encouragement to other people, including those on the line this morning, that, yeah, it's going to be scary. It is like that. You're human. You're going to be afraid of things, and it's okay. God doesn't expect you not to be scary. He ain't never said don't be scared. What he said was feel the fear and do it anyway. What he said was practice your faith and give me a platform so that I can show you that you won't fall to your death because I am securing you. What he is saying is I know that your legs are shaking. I know you don't understand what the heck is going on, but if you just keep your eyes on me, then I will go ahead and lead you across. I'll lead you across the rope course. You'll get to the other side, and guess what I'll do? I'll even give you a bonus, and I'll even throw somebody in there in human form, in fleshly form, who will help you, who will give you my word, who will give you my strength, who will give you all of the tangible and the intangible things that you need to accomplish the goal that I've given you. I'm going to even throw that in as a bonus so that, so that you can hear me through human voice so that you can accomplish this goal. Give me my platform. If you don't give me my platform, I can't show you what I can do. If I have students who are gifted in music, gifted in acting, gifted in dance, gifted in uh, poetry or gifted in, in art, visual art, whatever, they can sit and they can have this gift inside them all day. If I do not give them a platform and say, hey, we're going to do this variety show, we're going to do this um, art festival where people can come around and see what you can do, I have not given them a platform to show the world what they are capable of. And that's what God needs for us to do. He needs us to give him his platform, but I need to tell you all today that the platform is the activation of your faith. Faith without works is is dead all day, pushing up daisies all day long. You have to give him his platform to work. And guess what? It is in the difficult times. It is in the fearful times. It's the times where things seem impossible, where things like you are done, you are out, I ain't got nothing else left to give. I am thrown. That is when you give him the platform to perform because that is called that, it's that margin, right? It's that margin. If you are already at 100 and he comes in and he does a little something, it's like, ooh, I did that myself. I was already up here. So that it might have been him, might not have been him, or he might have did a little bit. But no, when that margin, when you're at a zero, one, two, three, four, five, and you're trying to get to 100, and then you get to 100, what else you going to say? What else you going to say it is? So that's why he has to have you when you are at your weakest point, when you feel like you're at your lowest point, when you feel like you are at the hottest mess 
that you actually are because you have to see the growth. You have to be able to see the full miraculousness of what he can do. So it's in those times where where you where you are, those legs are shaking, where your vision is a little bit blurry. Lord, I see what you're saying. Ooh, but that vision is blurry. I know the plans that you have for my life, for my destiny, my assignment, my purpose, but my vision is blurry. I just can't see it. I can't see it. When 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 that's the case, that's when that's that activation of faith. When you say yes, but God, I'm gonna step out anyway. If you notice what I said was I didn't just jump out and just boom, 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 and get all the way across in a couple seconds. It took me forever. I ended up running out of time at the end because it took me so long. No, it took forever for me to take that first step. I was scared as hell. It took me forever to take the first step. And then it took me some time to make the second step. And then the third step, so notice, I didn't say it was going to be easy. I didn't say it was going to be quick. I didn't say it was going to happen overnight. I didn't say it was even going to happen the way that you think it's going to go. But if you take that step, it's like pushing the activation button. When you take that first step, God says, you know what, boo, I see you. I see you. He'll recognize what you're trying to do. He'll recognize that you are trusting him, and he'll be faithful, and he will meet you where you are. But you've got to take the first step so that he sees that you are serious and that you trust him. Think about your relationships. Are you going to go all out for somebody that you don't know trust you or love you or has your best interest at heart? Are you really going to go all out for a person when you don't know where they stand? You have no idea where they stand at all. And you're going to go all out and just give everything? Come on, man. No. After you might give a little bit. You might give, you know, increments, a little sip here and there. Let me see what, no, 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 but you're not going to give a 1,000 until you are sure where that person stands with you, and God will do the same thing. So taking that step, taking that first step, that proverbial first step, whatever it is, you know, whatever your situation is, because depending upon your circumstance, your situation, your place, Uh, and space where you are right now in your life and what that challenge or that obstacle is, all of that stuff, you know, that first step is going to look different because we all have an individual journey. We all have an individual um, destination that we are going to. But you've got to take the first step to give him place and space to work, and then he'll take you all the way through. And just as in my situation, halfway through, that man let go of my hand, and I looked up, and I had gone the other half of the way. And God will do the same. It's no different. This thing is cyclical. This thing is circular. He gives. That's why God provides certain institutions in real life to show you how he does his thing. So that's all I have to say this morning. I hope that it blessed somebody. Sam, I don't know if I was supposed to do all that, but I'm fine. <laughs> Amen. Thank you very much. I don't know if anybody else got anything. If now we do prayer requests. Going once, twice, three times. Okay, who wants prayer? I'll go because I have to do something. Okay.
Father God, sharpen her hearing, her awareness, her spiritual sensitivity exponentially. Increase in her so she can walk in the fullness and the reality of the word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right. Anybody else want prayer? Yeah. I want to um, share something, um, a revelation that I had last night. Um, you know, when we're, when we're reading, um, you know, the Bible or other spiritual works and we should, you know, pray first to ask for, um, you know, like understanding and to receive what it is that, you know, God wants us to get from it or what have you. And um, and we know, you know, that time is everything because you can, you know, read something all the time and in like the 10th time or the 50th time or whatever you read it, you get like a, a totally um, new meaning. Well. I was watching the Ten Commandments last night, and I mean, I've watched this movie, you know, every year since I was a child, and this is the first time that this ever, that I ever picked up on this. When Pharaoh was praying, he was praying to the God of darkness, and it just hit me that he's praying to the enemy. He's praying to the devil. And it just, you know, it was like a light bulb went off. And I'm like, I have watched this movie like all these years. That has never, it never dawned on me. It never like crossed my mind as anything odd or anything. And it just, I just, you know, I just found it interesting that after all these years of watching this movie and and knowing so many of the lines, you know, like by heart where I can say it with the actors, I had never, ever picked up on that. Ever. I just felt like sharing that. So I have a question. What does that mean to you? In regard to me or in regard to the movie or what? In general. Both, yes, whatever. Mm, I guess it could mean a couple, you know, no matter how um, how well you think you know something or someone there's always something new to be learned um depending on what you're going through or where you're at in your journey um you can still see things in a in a different light um I don't know that you know. Hey, the enemy can't do anything without without God's permission. Well, in reference to what I was talking about earlier about fear and faith, 
Pharaoh was praying to the God of darkness, which is what we do sometimes about spouting negativity, not watching our minds, not doing. I was talking about feeding your faith. Well, you feed your fear the same way by speaking wrong things, being in the wrong places, doing the wrong things. You're feeding your fear, which is the same thing that Pharaoh was doing as far as praying to the God of darkness. So now we children of light, if we're not having, which gets into what I was talking about earlier, get a knowledge with my people, perish for lack of knowledge. That's why we have to get an understanding and study his word so that we can begin to see these things. Like I said earlier about negativity happening, I started singing a Michael Jackson song. To keep, even though it gets on people's nerves when I go happy, happy, joy, joy. That's to keep me from saying what I really want to say. So we do it. Oh, you killing me. Oh, man, that makes me sick. All these things we're saying, we're sowing to the enemy. We're unknowingly praying to the God of darkness, which is stopping or slowing down that which God desires to do in our life. That's deep. Well, now I'm glad I shared that. I was I was debating at first, but now I'm glad I shared that. Amen. You ready for your prayer? I have a question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Good evening, afternoon, whatever. My day's mixed up. <clears throat> what, um, what message... Did you receive, you know, I guess, what what did your spirit see or hear when you had that revelation? Who is this, Erica? Uh-huh. <laughs> Hello, sister. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Um, what did my spirit feel? Um. Uh-huh. Hmm. I had I hadn't thought about to that. I mean, obviously, I felt something because it 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 kind of like shook me. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. It kind of made me want to watch the watch the movie again because I realized that you know the movie is not. Um, you know, step by step through, through the Bible, but um, because it wasn't until the end of the movie that it, that it hit me that that's what what he was doing, mm-hmm. uh, and so it, it kind of made me want to watch the movie again to see how um, just to see the interactions. To, to you know, because I knew like when I see that movie again, the interactions are going to be different to me. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a, a different effect. Um, but I don't know. It just it just it was like very powerful. And I guess the the main thing that that it, it that stood out to me was that um, he was praying to the enemy to over to overcome what God was doing. And that wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
And how how relative to you, to, you know, is that to you in what, you know, how we live life and how, you know, man does things now? Well, well I, you know, I'm a focus it on on me and and like what I'm going through like with the with the health issues and that and um sort of like it was um like a reinforcement when I'm when I'm speaking to my um to my ailments as if they are not um when I am uh praying for healing when I am claiming healing um when i and most importantly when i am feeling um when i'm feeling the attacks of not giving into it or trying my best not to give into it or redirecting myself um to you know that that this is this is an attack against me don't give into it and to um to seek to seek god instead So, and, and um, what from that? What did you think Pharaoh was doing when he was praying? What did I think he was doing? Mm-hmm. When he was praying, what was your interpretation of, I guess, his uh, positioning, basically, when he was praying to the darkness? I mean, I think that he was doing the same thing that we were do that we do, just. To the wrong person, to the wrong, you know, to the wrong. Instance. I mean, because he really, he really believed that the, the, the spirit of darkness was going to answer his prayer. Did it? Did the spirit of darkness answer his prayers? Yes. No. Why not? Or how so? He prayed for his for his son's life to be uh, restored. He prayed for um, for the slaves to be at first returned, but then to be you know destroyed. Um, mm-hmm. He prayed for the destruction of Moses. Mm-hmm. He didn't get any of that. Mm-hmm. And in turn, what did he get? Um, I guess, well, in isolation, despair. I mean, he didn't get any of the things that, you know, that he was praying for. Okay, but what did he get? I don't know, did, did, he, did he, oh, you know what? He got the revelation that... Um, Moses and God was God. Can I can I interject for a minute? Mm-hmm. Because Pam, you said that that it wasn't gonna happen. Well, you're you're speaking because we all know the story and we read it in the Bible. But what she's saying is, Pharaoh did have victory. That's why it was ten trials. 
if Moses at any time had backed off, turned around, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I ain't gonna say it any time, consistently, because look, he's human, and you, and we read how he, he how he had his own unbelief, because even before entering in, he didn't even want to enter in. I can't speak. I can't do this at another. So just as Pharaoh stood, Moses had to stand, and they had to face each other with the understanding, not only humanly, but we both spiritually recognize I got spiritual powers working for me in Pharaoh's capacity and in Moses' capacity. So Pharaoh did have victory. Had nine victories, if you want to be honest with you. It was the tenth one because God said, I'll harden his heart. And how does God harden his heart? God hardens his heart when he removes his presence. Anytime God wants to harden anybody's heart, all he has to do is remove his presence. We automatically go into the go into the flesh. Now I'm going back on mute. Okay. I'm sorry, I was on mute. I was I, I was talking. I wasn't talking. <laughs> um, and what I was getting to simply is that what who he prayed to, and and not specifically what he prayed for, but generally what he prayed for did come to fruition in his life. And so the thing is, you know, I I was, my goal really for asking all the questions is to see um, how you conceptualize what stood out to you. And the acknowledgement of what the possibilities are when you lend yourself to the wrong spirit. That's you know that's just pretty much it. Okay. He had faith in what in in that which he, you know, was praying, you know, for and to. And they yielded dividends. Probably not the specified dividends he wanted, but they did yield some. Yep. 
go ahead, ma'am. Okay, look, it's Mofi. But I will say this before you proceed, Sam. It's just quicker. When things like I, I would um, highly suggest, when there when there are um, revelations or epiphanies such as that that transpires that um, capture our attention or that we notice um, at whatever point in time in our life, that's that is an opportune time for us to yield to the Holy Spirit, to ask God what is it that, you know, he is, you know, telling us that he's trying to get us to to see and what is it that he wants us to do with this new revealed information that we've not, you know, seen or acknowledged before. Because it's a reason that that... um, was identified for you. It's a reason behind why God um, shed light on that for you at this particular time, knowing that, as you said, you've seen this movie time and time again, you know, even from childhood. And so that's another way that God is talking to you. And when you don't, when we are unsure or are uncertain about what it is that God is saying, that's when we need to ask him, God, what is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Samuel, that's it. Okay. You ready, pal? Yeah. Oh, Father God. This is hilarious. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Father God, I'm going to just pray in the Spirit. Your Holy, your Spirit will pick it up, but your mind will not. Ah, wow, Dre, you don't need it again. You know, I'm about to slap. You know, y'all three y'all getting on my nerves today. You, Dre, and Lisa, y'all getting on my nerves, is all I got to say. Mm. Just get it to come, but take it to go, did kind of go. Wow. She get it to be tidic and drastic, it to go, did it, got dick, and it got did it, 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 got
Anybody else want prayer going once? Anybody else want prayer going twice? Any prayer about anybody else want prayer going three times? Shandolu kosi de kumboka, deshkiri de kumboski, kosi deshkiri kumboka, moshiri kosi, shira kumboka, shira rakanda, karaboski de kanda ndirogose, shakara. All right, somebody can close out. Wow, but that explains so much. In all honesty, not at all you revealing that to me. Wow. Oh my God. Mm. Wait a minute. No, what, we're not what explains so much? What we discussed earlier about um, the two spirits linked together. Mhm. That 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 that. Wow. Oh Jesus. Getting to the core of issues. Thank you, Father God. Mm. 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 Interesting. Mm. Wow. Wow. Um, just give me a minute. Shanda to go say to the combo to go say she to go brand to go say she 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 to I am. Just pray for Pam right now. Okay. <clears throat> amen, amen. So, Toromo, Keshe, Sereme, Keshara, Koshere, Mekishire, Satara, Hashoromo, Koshara, Hasire, Habara, Soromo, Hoshere, Keshatara, Hasi, Koshota. Mehesere, the Toromo Hoshara Hasira, Hasau Toromo Hoshere, Keshataramo Hoshere, Koshe, Seremi Keshara, Taramo Koshara Hashi, Seremehesere, Setaramo Hoshi, Taramo Kosharaha, Mekeshere Sita, So Toromo Hoshara Hasho Toso, Keshere Mehesha, Taramo Koshara, Taramo Koshi, Seremekeshata. Chase 
Okay, Pam, if you would, um, I'm going to attempt to do um, an uh, imagery concept. If you would um, close your eyes mm-hmm. and if you could um, picture yourself, Damn, go on mute. If you could picture or visualize yourself um, walking down the path and uh, walking down the path of uh, a beach. Uh, it's nice weather. Um, it's a nice breeze. And you're walking uh, through the sand. You, The sun is shining. Um, you have some shades on. You have a hat on. But you also can hear... Um, the water, the water sounds crisp, sounds clear. At the same time, you're um, you're breathing. Um, you know, moderate, relaxed breath because you're, you know, you're at um, you're at peace. You're at a relaxed state. You're enjoying this, you know, this leisure time that you have. And as you're walking, what is it that you see? With your eyes still closed, tell me what is it that you see? Just, just sand and water. Just sand and what, water. What does your environment look like? Are there other people in your environment? Um, are there people walking as well? I mean, what if if there are people there? What are they doing? If it's just it's just me. Okay. So, and, and what else is there? Any other? What are, what are your surroundings? Um, I guess it's you know it's just like like me in in nature, just you know. Enjoying the okay. feel of the sand between my toes, um, the sound of the water, the you know, the sun on my skin. I'm not I'm not paying attention to to anything or anyone else. Okay. What is your um? What is your spirit? Uh, I guess what is your spirit doing? What 
Because you're telling me what your body is doing. Well, what is your mind thinking? For once, it's not. It's just... It's just... Just in the moment. Just not, you know, not planning, not thinking, uh, not worrying. Just, just not. Okay, so what does your spirit do? I don't know. And now I'm going to, this is, um, is it that, <clears throat> why don't you know before I say whatever, whatever else I was going to say, why don't you know what your spirit is doing? I don't know that either, but I, well, I guess that translates into I'm not in tune enough with my spirit to know. Mm. Mm. Okay. Why? Why do you think there's a disconnect? Probably because of my control issues. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that um, your control issues, what are the inabilities that that um, puts in place for you? The the inability to, to let go, to let go and to let God. Amen. Okay. So the reason I I, I had um I asked Amen, God, I thank you. That um, you know, God when I was praying for you in the spirit, I actually had a vision of you traveling down a path where your vision was very uh clear. That you you had twenty twenty vision that you were able to see everything that was in front of you, but you had, um, and, and your peripheral was was good as well, that you were able to identify things um, as you were uh, traveling down the path. But I also saw where there was um, some shaded areas in your path, and what God showed me or said to me is that you are putting, you are making a choice to um, not see certain things. And what you just told me is that you, you know, your matters with, with control put you in a position to where you are hesitant or fearful 
I'll say hesitant and fearful to release anything because of how it may um, come back to you. And to sum it up, simply is that you're choosing not to see things. The position, the the where you at in your life, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, are places that you have found comfort in being because you found a coping mechanism or uh, um, some management skills that you um, and you don't you don't like where you at. Let me say it like that. You really don't like where you are. But because you have found some management skills to, you know, manipulate where you are and how things happen for you, you have found a way for it to be conducive to your lifestyle right now. And you pretty much you found comfort in something that you don't even like. And you've chosen not to see any other avenue because of what it may, and you don't know for sure, but, and that's why I say because of what it may um, show you, what it may do to you, how it may make you feel. And you don't want to deal with any of those uncertainties. The, what you want to deal with is what you know is certain, and you're certain about where you are now. You're certain that you don't like it, and you're certain that you've um, found a way to handle it. What you're not certain of is if you release it to any other authority, what the pushback may be, and you don't even know if it's pushback. So you, um, because of fear, you still stand in a position that you won't release to God. Oh, I got to do something about this. It's awful.
Is the surgery over, doctor? Yes. Oh, okay. All right, next patient. <laughs> oh, no. I'm good. I'm about to ER in the hospital. I'm sleeping. I'm all, no, 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 no. Anybody else want prayer? <laughs> oh, so funny. You snicker too much. Yeah, well, you know, hey, why not? Look, I got to get my jokes so I can. All right, I'm going once. Going twice. Going three times. All right, let's go ahead and close out. Gracious God, we thank you. We thank you, God, just for you being God. We thank you for this this time spent and the opportunity for us to be able to open our spirits as well as our mind, God, to you. Open our spirits and our mind to your word, God. Open our minds and spirits to your will. God, and open our minds and spirits to your way. God, we ask that you enter into this innermost place of us, God, and that we ask that as you enter in, that you sit for a while, God, and that you find in our spirits and in our hearts, God, a place of residency where you are able to do your magnificent and wonderful work. God, I pray that the hearers of your word avail themselves willingly, God, to allow you to have your way. In your son Jesus' name I pray, amen. And before you get off the line, Arisi, I need to do something for you. To you, for you, same difference. I know we spoke earlier. I don't want to play. I know, babe. Me either. Y'all, look, I've been getting my butt kicked since this morning, so I know we spoke earlier. And I know. The God is shifting and moving in your life. Hmm. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I close. All the doors so that she would not be able to go back. She has no choice but to go forward. Not only are the doors closed, I'm asking the angels to stand guard as the enemy tries to get them back open to pull her back to where she was, God says, no, from this day forward, you are moving ahead mm-hmm. and at a pace. Wow. Oh, shut up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
Wow, Shandika Rako Dika and Rasko to the Kumbo. See, I don't know what you may or may not have heard. Shandata Rako did the Kumbo Skerakandaka. But when they changed his name from Abram to Abraham, it was a level that God said this man had now achieved. That now he has reached to a certain position as he's walking toward his destiny, fulfilled that which God had ordained in his life. That God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, and from that point on, we will include him in our spiritual meetings. Today, God has changed your name, Aresia. Oh, No, we often joke when we call you. Deborah, the prophetess, and the judge. We often joke when Andre calls you. God said, John, the truth. I'm sorry, who was it? Harry Tubman, who brought the slaves over? God said, it ain't no joke. God said, it ain't no joke. God said, it is not a joke that you are named these names. Today, today, you have no choice but to walk into the fullness of who he called you to be. And you got a people to lead out of darkness. Woo! Wow. A people to leave out of hurt, rejection, bondage that are assigned to you. You got no choice but to press ahead. There's a mandate from God. There's an anointing on you to do such. You have been elevated. See, Abram was elevated from Abram to Abraham, and then he became the father of many nations. Sarah was elevated from Sarah to Sarah. Well, Aresia, I don't know what your name is, but I know you've been elevated to that next level. And you're walking in the level of a father spiritually, a mother spiritually, a queen spiritually, a judge spiritually, a leader spiritually, a deliverer. Jesus. And you can't run away from it no more. It is standing there looking at you in the face and saying that we got a job to go, we got a job to do, let's do it. Give her her new armor, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Give her her new armor. Take off that old armor. Remove those things that are keeping her in bondage. Those things are trying to pull me. See, see some, some things came across that have been riding you. When God's taking that off, he's also taking that off of you as well. They can't go. They ain't allowed. It's out of their league. Mm. 
Because, see, right now, as God begins to shod you with your new armor, as right now God is beginning to shod you for the new level and give you the angels that are at that level. He's giving you the people that you're going to interact with at that level. He's surrounding you. With everything that you need because he's equipping you for the title that he has called you. Woo. Mm, mm, mm. I'm almost done with you, woman. He ain't, but I am. I said he is equipping you for the title that he has called you. You have gone past the threshold. You can't go back. He seals off the doorways. There are certain things that are just going to fall off of you now. <laughs> there are certain things that are going to stare you in the face just as Moses and Pharaoh stood face-to-face trusting in the powers that they had been yielding themselves to. You stand it face-to-face. You look at it naturally. You look at it spiritually. You deal with it as the leadership of the Holy Spirit tells you to do it. Yes, Father God. Mm, girl, it's just it's, it's something just hovering over you. There's something just hovering over you. There's something just hovering over you. Mm. I'm going to just go on mute while I play the spirit for you. God, I don't know if anybody else got anything to go see. Yes, yes, yes. Mm, I, I, I'm thinking about in the old school, the bionic man and the bionic woman when their limbs were replaced with bionic limbs. Mm. I'm thinking of the the latest Superman they show when he went from a boy to a man, how he ran and hid in the closet because now he's starting to see things and, and, and hear things that that's so far beyond his natural senses and it's all fresh and new to him. What am I saying, woman of God? God has just endowed you with supernatural. Oh, my God. What do I say all the time? Superhuman, supernatural, strength, abilities, gifts, and talents on the center just an increasing basis. Oh, now you're going to start walking in it. So you're gonna, you thought you saw before, now you're really going to start seeing. You thought you heard before, now you're really going to start hearing. You thought you knew before, now you're really going to start knowing. <laughs> to the point you're going to be one like that one. You're going to want to run, run away from it. But God says, no, nah, daughter. Mm, these are gifts that I have enhanced and equipped you with for my purposes. So now, just as you had to exercise your faith, to get to this point, to cross that threshold so he can call you now that queen. <laughs> you now got to keep exercising these gifts and walking that level of faith and anointing to do that what God called you to do. You can't no longer even think about going back. That's why he had to shut those doors. 
Because there's a work that is assigned with your name on it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, well, sorry about that, dear, but, you know, it is what it is. As long as you know, I didn't ask you for prayer, but, yeah. <laughs> and I love you, too. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, I think we're getting ready to get off the line anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody got anything else. Mm-mm, I'm sure they don't. <laughs> now you like them? You trying to run up off here now? Mm-hmm. If they do that, they don't want to discuss it at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know, everyone have such a lovely day. I'm going to go in the house. <laughs>
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.